1: Welcome, everybody, to the ninth episode of Psychologists Are In. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe we are in episode nine. I am Maggie Lawson.
2: And I'm Timothy Amundsen.
1: And today we have an incredible treat for you all. It is Chief Vic Day. That's right. On this episode, we talk to Kirsten Nelson about her journey to becoming chief Vic and joining the psych family, what it's like to be pregnant on set, and we will also be focusing on season one, episode eight, Sean versus the Red Phantom. Enjoy. We sure did.
3: Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. Uh, Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie.
2: Hi, Hi, Kirsten Nelson.
3: (laughs) Uh, hi, everybody the gang's all together again. I know we're here.
1: Seriously. Mm-hmm. Our uh, interim chief Vic, now chief Lassiter. Detective I forget myself. Oh, junior detective as I was when we started. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we are so, so excited, uh, to have you today. Um, we're going to get to Sean versus the red phantom episode eight here in a, in a bit, which there's so much, uh, good stuff in there. But um first, Kirsten. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we want to talk to you about your origin story, how how psych came to you, what was happening in your life. Um, and in your belly. And in my belly, I was baking. And your whole process of uh psych coming to be for for you. Okay. Well Let's, we'll start there, but just, we we go
3: anywhere we want. Oh my gosh. It, it, It's hard to believe that this is, what, 16 years ago when we were all auditioning. Um, So I I got the call and it was like early, it must have been early fall, late summer, early fall um, of 2005. And I went in for this part and um, it's definitely a series regular definitely a serious regular part oh, um and I, yeah see it's already starting it's already a little bumpy uh-huh. there's already okay. a story there yeah. um and uh i'm in a room with amazing women many of who i recognize and it was just uh really kind of cool to be in the presence of these other strong women okay so we go in and uh, i do my audition um but at that time, I knew I wasn't telling a whole lot of people. My agent's and manager knew that I was pregnant. I was about five months pregnant, four or five months pregnant. And um, so I wore a jacket. I just wore a maybe like an oversized blazer in for my audition. Oh my and um, I had already acted. Let me
2: interrupt. So those who don't quite remember what that period would that stage of a woman's body is you're showing Uh,
3: you're just kind of lumpy. You're not like, (laughs) you're nothing to be impressive with, you know, like, Oh my God, she's pregnant. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. more of a, uh, is, is, mm, is she pregnant or is it too many bagels? Um, so you're just kind of boxy. And, uh, so in my boxiness, I, Tended, if I was going in for auditions, I would wear bigger jackets and I would carry files <laughs> Oh, and I would carry like God. this. Hey, sides, our sides could probably... Our sides, that's uh-huh. exactly what they were. So right. my sides, uh, I think they were, you know, regular size pages at that point, And I would just kind of keep them in front of me. Now I did an episode of, of the West Wing five years previous to this. so And I was pregnant on- the West Wing. And oh I did the gosh. exact same thing. I walked into that audition and I was like, oh, I, you know, filed a bigger blazer and I just kind of covered my belly because I didn't want it to be, I don't know, a talking point, I'm like, let's focus on the, you know, the words and um and not worry about what my body is doing, like it's growing a whole other life form. Um so- the stage
2: where this is for the man listening, you do not ever say, congratulations. <laughs> Oh my God.
3: Yeah. it's the worst thing that you could possibly do, but we all wanted us. We wanted to be told congratulations at congratulations. the same time. <laughs> like I know question mark. Um, so then when I got the call back, I didn't say anything in the audition because it's, you know, it's not pertinent um, to the, this interim chief. Uh, but then I got the call back and I was talking with my manager. I'm like, ah, we got to tell them I'm not going to get any smaller. Um <laughs> So they said, thank you so much for the callback. Uh, we're going to be reading with our lead, our, uh, this James Roday fella. And uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, we're so honored. Um, she's pregnant and mm. she's about five months along. Is that going to be a problem? And, you know, you still even 16 years ago, you didn't want to get fired for being pregnant. Uh, they couldn't do it, but they didn't want that to be on their lap of like, oh, you know. Right. No. Um, but Steve Franks and Chris Henzi. Steve Franks's wife was getting ready with their first? First, yeah. First, yeah. yeah first. And um Henze, they already had a little one. Right. Um, and she wasn't pregnant with their second, but she already had their first. Mm-hmm. And which was so important to me, Kelly Kulchek was already our female EP at that point. So I was like, hopefully I have. Um, a confidant and a supporter in this other woman. But you still never knew with the guys. And Steve and Chris called back They're like, oh, my God, we love Fargo. We love the idea of a pregnant police chief. Oh, my awesome. God. And the wild support of, of coming from these creators was incredible, and it took so much pressure off of me. And I'm like, if I don't get it, I don't get it. But at, at least now it's not something I have to worry about right. going into the audition. I, too, um, I did not know that story. Yeah, and but they didn't, and this was kind of important to them at the time. They didn't want to call attention to the fact that she was pregnant, so they were <laughs> writing it in because it wasn't written anywhere, obviously, in the pilot. So uh, I go in and I have to do my final test, which is in that audition process. We all know you have to go in before the, um, like the studio execs, the creators, you know, there's so many people and they're all just judging you.
1: It's so funny. We've actually discussed this process. Have you every single one, every single audition we've talked about so far, this crazy process that is kind of still the process. It really, I, I think some, there are screen tests now, but anyway, yeah. This, but it's it's, you so know, job by committee, start
2: calling it the judgment.
3: <laughs> uh, exactly. I, second I can't go
2: out drinking tomorrow. I've got judgment tomorrow at <laughs> 11 a.m.
3: Judgment 11 a.m. I love it. Um, I, um, I it's too. patent pending. Maybe for the rest of these pods, I'll be like, so how was your judgment? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll okay. see every single actor go, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> They'll know exactly. They'll know exactly. Um But I remember walking into this little theater. It was like a little theater um, on the lot. And this quiet, bushy-haired man, man (laughs) man-child, was on the other side (laughs) (laughs) So this man-child is on the other end of the stage, and he just keeps looking down, and he's shuffling his feet. And I was like, I mean, that, that can't be their lead, right? Is this this James Roday fella? And... And he was just so introverted and he mm-hmm. was just a quiet guy who was very meek, but very. Um, his eyes were very warm. God, I remember all this. I don't know why. Um, oh, that's the whole
1: point. We're going back. We're going back to the beginning. Yeah. Every, a, everything you remember.
3: Yeah. It's a warm place. <laughs> um, but uh, as soon as as uh, they said, all right, you know, Kirsten, let's, let's hear you do this chief and, you know, impression or your idea about what she should be. Mm. And I remember James coming to life that there was a switch that went on Mm. in him. And, um, he, it was almost like we greeted each other in the center of the stage in this because it was like a little stage it was weird um the scene yeah yeah and and it was like an immediate connection mm. and um it's hard when you have judgment uh with other actors of you don't know if you're going to connect with them you don't know if you're going to meet each other's um energies you don't know if you're going to lock eyes with them and kind of have like a you know new understanding with each other um but there was a line in my audition that's from the pilot. It's a, uh, I knew your father and you're nothing like your father or something like or, you're nothing like him. So it was this history of like setting up the history that the chief knew Henry at some point in their pre- professional careers. And it was that moment that, um, that I felt connected to Sean, that I felt connected, that Kirsten felt connected to James. Mm. And it was like, oh, this has to work now, right? Because it was just a, it was just a moment that we kind of, that sparkle. And I think then we started to keep that throughout that the chief and Sean had this kind of like, mm-hmm. Mm. Oh,
1: I love that that comes from Kirsten and James and what they did in their audition and like, you, cause you can't write that. No, you can't write a sparkle. Like no. it, it's just there. And then the writers see it and then they, they keep expanding on it.
3: Right. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. Or hopefully that's what we that. all would yeah, love course. to happen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and you know, I can't even think. I don't think that they addressed that I was pregnant then during the audition, even though everybody knew. But <laughs> there I was holding that still. My sides in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> um. But
1: then only, when I got the like, job,
2: what are they three by five? Their sides are not large.
1: No, what? they're they're the side. Oh, the sides for auditions are usually normal, at least
3: normal paper size. The sides we have on set are usually a little smaller, but like yeah, set sides. You're right three these by are, five, four crazy.
0: by six. Yeah, But these
3: were, these were my eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper that you print up at home and go That can hide it. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, but that's the other thing I would lean forward a little bit.
1: Oh, Kirsten, <laughs> I love all of
3: your moves. This is so good. Please. So you lean forward, like you just hide it. You're just leaning. Um, so you lean forward a little bit, you hold up some paper um, and hopefully uh, the acting comes through and not worried about your belly. But then I get up to the pilot and I was like, we've got four weeks up here. Baby's not going to get smaller. So we costume wise, right. we had to have a couple different because I was eight months pregnant by the end when we were shooting the pilot pilot, you were eight months pregnant, by the just end. like Jasmine. Jasmine wasn't in, in psych too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my so in gosh. the psych two movie, Jasmine is that pregnant. Uh so I'm like, "Oh, I know. I know what you're going through." Yeah. Um Wait, so that, how yeah. long
1: from so you were 4 or 5 months. Maybe it when, was like 5 6. Months. Or maybe yeah, 5 6 yeah. and then
3: you go and shoot the pilot lots of Tums because I was so big and so far along. I had so much heartburn. And you're and moving around a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. We were moving around
1: a lot. It's not a, and it's not a, a cushy uh, r- schedule. It is intense. Yeah. And it was freezing from what I understand. I wasn't there, but
3: uh, oh, no, yeah. You weren't, you were an apple in their eye yet. <laughs> um, the, the part was so right. It was waiting for you, Maggie. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, it was so cold. And Tim, I, think you remember by the end it was snowing it snowed a couple of yes. times um the set deck people and locations they had hair dryers they were <gasps> hair drying the you snow talked
1: about that in his podcast as well yeah that you guys would like finish you had yeah. a stunt or something and you guys ended up on the ground multiple times and had to they had to have hair, hair dryers very hard hair dryers.
2: Crunchy, um frozen ground
1: <laughs> that James today was throwing you very hard into.
2: Kirsten, the it? our interior, the interior of the police station at the time was the um, that haunted sanitarium up in um Vancouver that
3: yes Riverview Riverview, Riverview. Riverview. it was Riverview. Um, one of our uh, oh, it was so creepy. It was so creepy. You remember it though, no, Yeah, you know,
1: I just don't. Re- I didn't know it was used for
3: the original. That was the original police office was haunted. Haunted the chief's office was very cold. It was very metal. It was very, mm. um, the, the, whole place, there was an old sanitarium up there. Uh, it just had issues in dark corners that made sound
2: the fourth floor.
1: That's what they always say. They always say, don't go up to the fourth floor, but it is, it's been abandoned for a long time. Right or some oh, yeah. some of it is working. Is mm. I swear I see people. <gasps> I see people. <gasps> oh, there um, might be some
2: kind of something that. <laughs> yes,
1: that's right. I think some people might live up there now. Anyway, there are a lot of stories, um, that we uh, about this place from from Vancouver that everyone's always like, it's haunted. Oh, they but all know. Me, the
2: cruiser was like, oh crap, we got Riverdale.
3: Yeah,
1: you
2: bring your yeah. garlic near. Yeah.
3: <laughs> bring your garlic. <laughs> bring your garlic. Please, if you have a crucifix, bring that. A I sage brush. So
1: much, too. Like, I feel like, I mean, okay. So, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: it's a great location because it's a huge grounds. It could be yeah. multiple different places. If like, yeah. this corner is the sanitarium. This corner is the police chief's office. This corner is, uh, God, anything. Yeah. It could be the a bullpen, kitchen.
1: and bullpen for the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, um,
3: so, so you're up there, you're shooting, you're eight months pregnant. Yeah. And that was, that was a thing too. And I not this probably pertains to both of you as well. Um, pregnant, uh, fashion is not fun. <laughs> it's, it's not sexy. It's more like just drape it and cover it up. Um, but in that first, see up until red phantom, those first eight episodes, I feel like this is our trial. This is mm-hmm. our trial period to see if it all works out. Um, our costumes. Do you remember this? You couldn't wear dark suits. That's right. We couldn't, everything had to be light. That, everything. We're in Santa Barbara. Yes. We were in Santa Barbara. We were in Blue Skies in TV. Blue Blue skies, skies TV. Light yeah, and bright. exactly. Light and bright and everything was peachy. So the guys are in such bright colors. Mags you're in like, you know, I don't Hail even know. blue. You're
2: in, a, you're in like this sky blue blouse. Yes. Oh, sky I blue am in this episode.
3: Yes, yeah. It's like a very bright blue blouse. Yes. Green. I was always in like a green or, a, or a, a beige jacket. And I was like, guys, they really don't want pregnant people to wear this. Pregnant people wear black. Pregnant <laughs> people want to just hide it. <laughs> and they had some great suit jackets as difficult as it was to dress a pregnant person. And I remember some, I don't remember who because we had, there were all so many voices piping Mm. in to Mm -hmm. say like what it should look like, what the hair Mm -hmm. should look like, what the style should look like. But it's hard enough to be judged as you're trying on clothes, you know, in front of people and they're going, "Mm, no, Uh Mm, no, but always fun, uh, yeah, always fun. But then find some nice stuff. Like, no, that's too dark. Mm -hmm. Don't wear that. We would never wear that in Santa Barbara. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Have you ever been to Santa Barbara? You're in Vancouver.
2: There's a goth part of Santa Barbara.
3: <laughs> They're all UCSB students. That's the goth part of Santa Barbara. Um, but yeah, so it was shooting. It was it, it was crazy because we had to run around. There was a different pressure because we're trying to get a show picked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, and, and you never know what's going to happen. So- um, No, you don't. So we, I ate a lot of Tums because it's so much heartburn, um, oh. of, of whether or not this was going to work. And, you know, this baby is like pressing on my diaphragm and my stomach is being relocated to a different part of my body and my lungs no longer work. But, um, <laughs> but that, uh, our last night, uh, we wrapped, I remember Tim, we were downstairs at the Sutton place. Cause that's mm. the hotel everybody stayed at. I think we were up so late, um, because we were so happy mm-hmm. and uh, I flew just being out. Then. inside
2: and it'd be warm and not rain. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think that's probably the only thing. It's like we were just glad to be inside. But I flew back to LA then the next day with James. Um, mm-hmm. We just happened to be on the same flight. And I was like, well, this is a nice little bookend to this whole story of auditioning with you. And now we're flying home together. Um, we were across the aisle from each other. So like aisle, aisle. Uh, but everyone, because we got on the plane together, everyone thought that he was my husband <laughs> and uh, the baby oh. daddy. Which he was terrified. He oh, looked yeah. mortified oh, every time. God. Like, oh, when does she do? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, oh, rescue him, rescue him, please. He doesn't want to talk about this baby that's not his. Because I think the whole idea at that point just scared him. He looked oh, no it was idea what to do. Great
1: practice for for. Psych three, which I can say now because this will air after. So it's not spoiling anything, but uh, maybe you were getting him ready for his big scene of terror. Yeah. <laughs> big scene
3: of terror. Just 16 years in the making. Uh, yeah. So James Rode Rodriguez could, you know, be natural. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I love BetterHelp. I love that they are making it so easy for people to get the help that they need, and I really love that they are making a podcast where they are bringing people on and 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 notable people and and celebrities to talk about mental health because we talk so much about our physical health all the time from working out and and getting healthy and new year's resolutions and all of that stuff but um we can't really follow through or or be successful in that if our mental health is not a priority and so i i absolutely love what they're doing and destigmatizing it making it an everyday conversation we talk about better help a lot on the show as you guys know and you guys, they're releasing a new podcast called Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Go check it out. Season one just dropped with episodes featuring interviews with notable people like NBA Hall of Famer Chris Bosh talking about anxiety, pop star Megan Trainor on motherhood and panic attacks, Wilmer Valderrama on immigrating to a new country, and many more. Mental health is something we should all be focusing on just as much as we focus on our physical health. So join BetterHelp as they continue the fight to destigmatize mental health and show people that everyone struggles with something. So we need to talk about it. You can do your part to help by listening and sharing your favorite episode and spreading the word that it is okay to not be okay. Find this awesome new mental health podcast, Getting Better Stories of Mental Health on Apple Podcasts,
3: iTunes, or Spotify. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just kind of a it's still uh, just this sweet, sweet introverted, meek guy in real life. Um, mm-hmm. Still at that point, as we're all getting to know each other, uh, but just a glimmer that clicked on when he was on. So the pilot. So that was that was the beginning of uh, of that friendship.
1: And then you, in between uh, the pilot and it getting picked up, had. <laughs>
0: I had a baby. I
3: had to get the baby out of my belly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. There was going to be no stopping that. Um, And how much time was in between,
1: um, from when you guys wrapped the pilot to get to actually going back to work or it getting picked
3: up? I, We, we wrapped the pilot, uh, in December, um, uh, early December. And then we found out that we got picked up in February. Okay. And then we were back to work in April. Yeah, which is when I I joined. So that yeah. was fast. Yeah. It was oh. fast. Um so I had the baby in the first week of January. Mm-hmm. Um and then, because by the way, I was, you know, I get up there and they say, oh, yeah, no, it's gonna be a series regular now. Oh, fantastic. You yep. know, we lied. Um, it, this yep. is still a this is still a guest star. And I was like, okay it's fine how it's many fine. episodes really because you were aren't you in every episode that first, first season, season? Mm-mm. No. no Okay, I'm in a lot of them in the in that that first eight yeah or am I just like in half of them I forget I probably should have had that answer for you shouldn't I Wait, um, you
1: mo- so did you move or not have to move
3: okay so you were so,
1: in. that's right that's right. yeah
3: because I was a guest star because I did not have um series regular status at that point I always flew in. They flew me in. So right. I flew in beginning in April once you joined. Once we once we had our new character of Juliet O'Hara mm-hmm. um that uh junior I flew in with the baby. Juliet Junior a
1: junior detective. Junior detective. detective. We had an interim chief
3: vic mm-hmm. and, and a, a junior, junior detective. detective. Yeah. Um but then when I Got up to set and I would have to hire um, a nanny service up there. So I wouldn't fly with a babysitter or with anybody else. I would have to hire a nanny through a service in Vancouver to come watch my baby. Which
1: but was a remember-
2: Was that her? just like mom?
3: <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, you remember it, just like mom. Because you guys used it as well when you'd like a day it's off. This, uh,
2: service that, because we had our little kids up there as well. We, you'd call and they'd go, the phone would be like, just like mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still a big joke in our house oh, really? Just like mom Just yeah, because like
3: mom Because <laughs> you, you're leaving your baby With someone who's just like mum. Like okay For um, that first day What did we do first? We shot um, Well Speak uh, Now was first Speak Now was our first episode That yeah, we yeah. shot um, And then Spelling Bee Right? But they flipped it when they aired it I think they did something like yes. that. Right.
1: Spelling B was third. We shot it, uh, third, mm-hmm. but it aired second. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but and, th- yeah, go ahead. No, that was, um, um, one thing we had talked about in ladies night was how, uh, well for Jasmine and in, in psych from psych two to psych three, but for you from the pilot to episode to coming back to do the series, you had a baby, but you had to you had to play that you were still pregnant in the show. yeah,, um, because we which is leading us to the episode that we are talking about today. but um, but you had to wear a bump for.
3: I had to wiggle back into a full prego pad, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> I was very jealous seeing uh, Jasmine's prego pad uh, for Psych 3 for that movie because it just kind of wraps around you like a corset and they tie it in the back. Mine was like a full-on bathing suit.
0: I remember they, it
3: was like, Ugh. it's just angry. It's an angry <laughs> thing to, to wiggle into. And it's like, it's a bathing suit that they attached an ever-growing bump. They would add padding like week to week. As as the chief was right, of course, had to grow. Right, I had to grow.
2: Um, So make you as uncomfortable as you really were when you were pregnant.
3: Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten's thing- method, everybody, just, um, just in case you didn't know Kirsten, um, we won't get into method acting. I think people know what that is, but yeah, they do. she likes they do. to be as real as possible. <laughs>
2: so that's we Eating spicy food. So you could have heartburn. I
1: <laughs> so yep. could have heartburn all oh, yeah. over again. I was supposed to make a joke about martinis, but you can't do that when you're pregnant. Not we, when you're pregnant. We had, uh, speaking of that bar at the Sutton place, um, the mm-hmm. Gerard, which I feel like because of the pandemic and then maybe was there also a renovation happening when we were doing psych two
3: that we did not have Gerard time. Did we have Gerard time it's during psych two? Movie.
2: Psych
1: two
3: was weird because we were all at different oh, times.
1: We I never, we met. never saw you.
2: Joel. No? Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Joel McHale. We did it at Joey's, but mm-hmm. not, uh, so we
2: did a George. I think
3: we did a Gerard's because i hard. yeah i was working up there uh, on another project right before we did psych two yeah. so we were down there so i saw you maggie during psych two but oh tim and i never saw each other
1: yeah and i was only up for a few days as well yeah that um, oh, was a wild that was a wild schedule passing in the night and i loved uh i love the lassiter and she fixed stuff in red phantom i feel like that was the first time in the first season that like you all had yeah, it was and we had... and yeah,
2: you would get that great scene in the car dr- where where your water breaks.
3: Oh. Well, and I yeah uh, and the labor scene, and that the was labor the original
1: scene. labor scene, guys.
3: Yeah, That's it was three, yeah. So we set up you know, psych through the movie yeah. just 16 exactly. years again yes. earlier. We manifested it then. and I think that was a great thing with Lassiter's character with Carlton because he you're trying to be so Open, you know, talking with your superior <laughs> and just being a little honest about, you know, you know, they brought somebody in from someplace else. And it's a a woman. Yeah. Um, There's some
2: great clues, which I'd sort of forgotten about the genesis of this guy.
3: Yeah. Um, the genesis the of car, Carl.
2: How much he really wanted to become a chief, the chief. And you got the job.
3: And the I th- yeah. It sets up a, another layer to their relationship that it doesn't have to be addressed, but you know, in later episodes, but we knew it was there um, of who this guy is. And then when the baby's born, too, it's more about Carlton of like, this is another reason why my wife and I, you know, that was another there was, reason why we broke up.
2: They broke Their marriage broke up because right. she thought he didn't have, want to have babies. Bebes.
3: Bebes. Bebes. Um, so, yeah, I was, it was a really neat time I think, again, because we were episode eight, so Psych is still trying to find its, its yeah. you know, sea legs of what do we do with A, B, or C storylines, too? Are we just going to be focused on solving the mystery? Or do we have enough time to kind of explore our actor bench and do yeah. another storyline at the same time? Um, which yeah. is always nice, you, you know? know
1: it- so so good in those scenes i think it was the first time we were split up as well uh last her yeah, like uh, yeah. really yet. i think so yeah that we at least for an entire episode that we were um mm. that we were kind of separated. i'm sort of in and out of uh the what's so funny now is like thinking about those conventions, like comic con such a big part part of our psych experience mm mm-hmm. And I remember at the time being like, as we were doing this episode about it, thinking like, "Man, this is really. Are these? Are is it really like this at these conventions? Like, we nailed it. (laughs) We really did. But I had never been to one. And I. And then later on, of course, uh, again, I I actually think the the first Comic Con we went to was the first time we realized we had a a show in
2: San Diego. Yeah,
1: in San Diego, a show. Um, But that wasn't until like season two or three. I want to say.
2: Because we were in this little bubble in Canada, really? nobody had seen the show up there. So suddenly, we get to San Diego, and San um, realized, oh my gosh, people know what the show is and want to watch it.
1: I remember them telling us we were going to be in this big ballroom, and we were like, huh, that could be weird. They're never going to fill it.
2: It's like exactly. the 5,000 seat ballroom, right? Like, this is going to be so embarrassing. Nobody's so gonna
3: embarrassing. <gasps> <sighs> Right. And then uh, all the psychos all showed up. Um, there was that whisper of, you know, passing back and forth backstage. Like, no, no, th- there have been people lining up. No, n- no, they're not leaving their seats when the, you know, show in, show out. And the, uh-huh. the audience never, never left.
1: No, it was weird. There were people, there was like a standing room only. Yeah. I remember all of us just being like, whoa, we thought we were just going to go to San Diego at this like free trip to San Diego. Go, yeah. have a- On experience, it was going to be cool. Maybe four people would come to the
3: panel. (laughs) (laughs) But we would really like them and we'd get to talk one-on-one with them, have really quality time. Not a ballroom of 5,000 people.
1: Um, yeah, it was cool. So that was actually really funny, and I love that it was one of the first uh, first episodes that we did. Again, we called all this stuff between the labor scenes, uh, and and Comic Con. We were already setting the stage for all of it in the, in season one.
3: Well, and at again, if those first eight episodes are kind of our, um, our our trying things out, seeing you know how the story are we a cop show, are we a fun little um, like, love bug show. Yeah. Um, like, what are we doing? And uh, that was at the, I don't know if you guys remember this, but after, after Red Phantom, uh, in real life, we took a month hiatus. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, that's when we premiered.
3: Because we, we took that hiatus and we weren't sure if we were coming back.
1: That's right. Because, oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. And everybody went home. We were gone for a month and everybody went home. Uh, uh, You know, they were, the EPs were constantly in contact with us, but they're like, let's see how we do. Um, Right. You know, good luck, everybody. Uh, And when we got the call of the, it's doing well, everybody's really backing this show. uh, We're coming back. We're going to finish these, what, second eight episodes. Um,
2: Sorry to interrupt. Wasn't it also like... The biggest premiere of a basic cable show in the history of basic cable,
3: in the history of basic cable. So we had to name I'm that episode go with
2: that. No, yeah. I think it was it was a massive, massive. It was number a pretty big
3: premiere. premiere. It was yeah. massive, and yeah. and like you said, Tim, we were shooting in a bubble up in Vancouver. We were nobody bothered us. Nobody knew who we were. It's still like that when we go up there. Really, I mean, ultimately, they're Canada. They're chill. And even
1: at the time USA was. Um uh they had monk but it wasn't like a well-known uh, it was just at the beginning of becoming uh the usa that we kind
3: of know it is uh now but um to take that blue skies incarnation to then follow it with what white collar and yeah. burn notice burn notice wasn't there yet i don't think um and uh affairs, covert affairs
1: that's yeah, right
3: yeah, those all came, I think, a little later.
2: Because an- we built a network for those shows. You're welcome, actors on those shows. <laughs> <laughs> on
3: those shows. You're welcome. <laughs> Forget that Tony Shalhoub guy. Uh, James Roddey Rodriguez and Dule Hill built a network for you. You're I welcome.
1: Completely forgot about that hiatus being an unknown. That's right. It really was a. Uh, there were we knew there was like a, this back order of eight that mm-hmm. was going to be there, but we didn't have that
3: a thousand assurance. No. Yeah. It wasn't a thousand percent. And a lot of times, you know, he shows, even though we have the full order pickup, a lot of shows could get canceled right around that halfway point, which was funny at the very last, the, you know, the last line yeah. of red phantom. It was like, Oh, I'm coming to the office tomorrow. And Sean's like, no, you know, you should take some time. Chief. you know, you should take some time. How about January? Right. Come back in January. Oh, I uh, have schools. And it was that. So, Oh, we're doing this meta aren't we? Because that's when site comes back. We come back in January. Oh, I get it. I get it. So we're going to come back. And I, I feel like we did that later as well. Like, like we might've picked that scene up. I don't know. I could be wrong, but, um, uh, and then when we did come back for episode nine and it's like, yay, we can go reshoot or not reshoot. We can film the rest of our season one, the set changed. Oh, so that's when they that was so Red Phantom was the last time that we had the like terracotta tiles oh, in the police oh, station. There. Yes, that's right. Episode nine. They're now blue tiles right. in the police station. Um, it was like a big changeover.
1: Gaps in the diet should not be ignored. I have said it before. I'm saying it again. Listen to this. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50, 97% are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega 3s. That is a super high number, you guys. Rituals. Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. One pill, you guys. But Ritual well, C, they didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. You hear this, the results essential for women, 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. That's huge. We deserve to know what we are putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. I love that, and I love that this multivitamin was female-founded. Plus, all of the ingredients are traceable, so I know what I am putting into my body. They even make vitamins for men, plus kids and teens as well, and prenatal and postnatal vitamins. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Did you hear me? Ritual is offering listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash pineapple. I remember coming back to a lot of, a lot of newness. I felt like even our wardrobe, there were, because Mm -hmm. you got that like first batch of notes from, you know, the first airings and like what people are responding to. I don't even know, you know, you know how they test shows. Do you remember? Yeah. They pull them up. Yeah. Testing well. The this focus character. grouping. The focus grouping, right? Yeah. So they had a uh, more of that info. So then suddenly it would be like, no, Juliet's actually going to be in darker suits now. Or I'm like, what <laughs> do you think? Because I
3: already look twelve. Trying. Yeah. To- <laughs> You're so cute. I, I you you watch those first few episodes. I'm like, oh, Maggie, who is look <laughs> at you. You were my baby in my belly. Really, truly, I, was, I, I, I gave birth to you. Um, Surprise,
1: everybody. Uh, you said you wanted some good behind-the-scenes gossip. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, there it is.
1: A fun uh, fact about the girl Talia, who Sean goes on the date with, who ends up being uh, one of the victims in Red Phantom, this actress, Bree Blair. Um, we actually reconnected on this show. Bree and I, it was so wild when I saw that she was cast. I'm like, I haven't seen her in so long. Bree and I used to go to auditions with our moms. Oh! <gasps> Talk about being a baby. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We, when I first came to LA, Brie was somebody that I would see at auditions all the time and we would always laugh. I mean, we were, we were both there with our moms. We were both like, I mean, 16, 17, you know, years old or whatever. And our moms would talk. She was from orange County. And, you know, just over time we had, we had lost, uh, you know, lost touch, but then to have her come back and be on psych. And what's funny is we picked up our, our friendship, like, Brie and I are now friends again. She's actually a friend of mine. So it's a, it's a, it's a really, really funny story. I, I, I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, she did an episode, uh, season one. And then as we were doing this, I'm like, oh, right. It was, it was Red Phantom. This is uh, a lot oh, of stuff so coming
3: that, around. You know, and like people that we meet on set, people that we make a connection with on set, uh, Weekend Warriors, uh, oh. Cl- Claire Coffey, oh. who was cast, um, you know, in Weekend Warriors, who then you double, Um uh, for that. Oh, your mustache. T- Tim. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um just so good. That episode just makes me laugh as well as part of that season one first grouping. Ugh. Uh-huh. Ugh, so good. Claire Coffee then became my babysitter. What? So yeah, yeah. She wants once- LA. No, in LA. So I was like, uh, Yeah. So she would babysit the baby and our son. I love- uh so it's like, hi, do- are you a big star? Already <laughs> um, because I could use a babysitter on Wednesday night. I would like to get a break. Um, and so finally, she stopped returning my calls. <laughs> she was a big star.
1: Didn't she do that show, Eureka? And then she did Grim.
3: Grim. Yeah. Grim was a big one. Yeah. Huge show.
1: Right. Yeah. She does a big following. Oh, I love that. But love- George Takei in this one. He's oh, a big yeah. star. You big be-
2: star. I don't know. He's a big star. George doing okay.
1: George is doing, I love George Takei. he's so
3: great in this too. And I love that we're like,
1: Takei, Takei.
3: Is that what, Tim?
2: That we got George Takei to come to our show was crazy. It's like still season one.
1: Yeah, we weren't even airing. Think about that. We hadn't even aired yet when we shot this. So this was just a little show on USA that, you know, he probably read the script and- I don't know. I, I, But it is wild to think about. He's one of our, our big kind of, maybe yes. the, one of the first big gets of, uh, of season one.
2: And for him to be so in on the joke and play himself and make fun of himself is oh, just dynamite.
3: So good. Oh, Santa. this is just like San Antonio. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Yeah. Magic Head as well. That's right. This is Magic Head. <gasps> this is when this is my
1: partner, Magic Head, which I feel like became one of the, the most famous Gus nicknames. And and repetitive, repeated, right?
2: I think, it came, I, think I think it did
1: come back. Repetit. It's, yeah. said, sure repetit. it's repetitive, I said I said It's right? That's I was right. going to say repetitive, but um, yeah. So smart.
3: smart, Maggie.
2: Really not. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> this is uh sure. It's Perrier.
2: Gin flavored Perrier.
1: Yeah, with, with a it, twist. You're more of a vodka Yes. I am more, I am more of a vodka gal, but I am liking, uh, uh, gin these days too. I like all the alcohols.
2: You <laughs> Um,
1: when did you know, Kirsten, that, uh, you wanted to direct an episode, which we won't mm-hmm. spoil the, uh, that story when, before Odyssey, but, um, but I'm curious when the seed was
3: sort of planted in your head, just cause you're such a natural. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I had never done any TV. I'd done a, like a play, or a couple of plays that, had di- that I had directed. And I had always enjoyed it, but it scared me so much. It's, it's just such a scary venture. And Mel Damsky, our producing director, um, for many seasons, I, I talked to him about the, what if? I mean, what if I, I put it out there? that I'm interested. Um, and then he really explained to me, and this was probably season two. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, the family had moved up. So it was early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started talking to him about what would I need to do? What would I have to do? So it was season two. Um, but it was funny because they were honest with me, uh, the EPs and the producing directors about like, you know, it'd be a whole lot better if you weren't in every episode. To have the time to direct, and I'm like, oh, okay, uh-huh. all right, I'll that's- get back to you on that. Uh, because I would like to be as long as I can. Wow,
1: seriously.
3: Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so I, I start, I went into the audition. This is a series regular, I get called back for the audition. Oh, it's a recurring, it's a recurring. Um, I get up to Vancouver to shoot the pilot and the remaining episodes. It's no, it's still a recurring, but we're going to definitely make you a series regular in season two. Uh and then they came through with that. So uh yeah by season two I was I was finally all shows produced series regular. Um it's so wild to think that you
1: I don't like I don't rem- I don't remember you not being there, but I I now when you talk about flying up and back, yeah.
3: Well and one thing I remember was is Tim um being one of my biggest advocates. And I don't even know if you even remember that Tim is that uh I think they, it was when they started airing the episodes and I, I would watch them when I could, but I remember Tim had seen one and it was usually guest starring Kirsten Nelson and then the rest of the guest stars. And there was a couple where it just didn't work out like that. It was guest starring, you know, whoever this fabulous person was, it might've been George Takei. Um, but it, and I remember being in the trailers and being at the circus and Tim came up to me. He's like, I can't believe they did that to you. I can't believe they did that to you. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, you are here all the time and you deserve to have your name first in the guest starring and your number should be, you know, number six, nobody else should have that number. If you're not here, number six is off the call sheet. Don't let somebody else take that from you. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Um, I'm learning. Um, Long,
2: in addition to me liking your work so much, I think it's also because I've, I've been through that, what you'd gone through on another on a show previous to coming to Psych. But
3: you were there to be an advocate for me. Uh, and t- you were a dad as well. And like someone who was my age, who had already gone through this, who is working with small children. And I think my very first dance that you came up to me and we, we still have it, is um, you gave us a baby gift. And it was episode one. You know, we've done the pilot. Now we're back. I've had the baby. And Tim came up to me. And here's this baby gift.
2: So I'm not a total asshole, like everybody says.
3: <laughs> Either that or you were trained well. You were trained well. You hide it in public. He's a very, very nice guy. He just likes to have a a whiskey or a bourbon in one hand and an untied <laughs> necktie in the other. Um, and I think that that set the stage for me about what kind of cast I was a part of now. Uh, We were these people that looked out for each other um, and that we cared what was going on in our personal lives with each other, not just um, when we were working and making sure everybody was okay and welcoming this new person into our family as well.
1: I remember thinking you you were so in everything that was happening, new show, everybody figuring out their characters, baby being born, wearing a bump. You were so grounded and like elegant in it. I remember almost being intimidated by. It. I swear. I mean that's oh how I saw you wow.
2: while being a new mom.
1: Yeah, yeah, while being a new mom. It was I like I would watch you and I remember I remember I I as just as an, and an actor but also as a woman, but like as an actor I remember being like a a little intimidated like you were so grounded in the, the way and prepared the way you came to play that character against these guys in this madness. I was, I felt like the whole first season, you know, flailing a little bit. Um, and you, I felt like had such a, a, a grounded is the word that, that keeps coming to mind, but, a, but like a
3: grace, um, in mm. how you played G you know, she was just so familiar to me and that kind of mama bear, um, mm having to make sure that the voice of reason, because sometimes when we look at movies or when we look at scripts, who is the voice of reason, mm-hmm. you know, and who is going to be your grounding voice. So everybody can go be crazy. Like there always needs to be a grounding voice. So Lassiter could be a foil. So Juliet can be a little confused. Mm-hmm. So Sean and Gus could go be ridiculous at the end of the and And even Henry, is still a curmudgeon, especially in those early ones. So there had to be a grounding voice to kind of come back to, of who are we supposed to be listening to so we can feel comfortable with everybody else going around? So it was a very familiar character mm-hmm. for me, but all the other stuff that you mentioned, that was that was not real. I was absolutely panicking. <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. But
1: scared. That's you, Kirsten, bringing you, you to Chief Vic. And, there, there was one night. This is not the episode we're talking about, so we're going to save the full stories for that night. But I, I will never forget um, the I'm clock tower night in Mister Yin, where I think you had vodka on the side for me in case <laughs> I needed it. But Kirsten, I have chills when I think about it. You had to stay, and she wanted one more thing after after that scene and with Dulé. Kirsten was at Gerard, saying to me what do you want to drink? Cause we were downtown. We were just a couple of blocks away, but you were like, I will literally have this ice cold martini sitting here for you. We sound like such luscious. <laughs> I just thinking about all this. And I remember showing up. It
3: was a Cosmo. That's what I wanted. I was going to say, I know I ordered you a Cosmo
1: and you let that like the two of you, this is just who Tim and Kirsten are, but like that, the, for that was a moment I, the, and I will never forget was walking into the jar seeing your face and you slid that Cosmo <laughs> to me. And I was like, oh my, you're, we're just each other's people. We're, we're each other's people, each other's people, all of us. But, um, anyway, again, we'll save that for that day, but you guys, um, I love all of these. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs>
3: Are the you lip? crying? Maybe. Yeah, are you? No, it's like, to me, well, Kirsten, are you
1: crying? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, mean, yes. I do the same thing when I think about it. And then like listening to you and you showed me that picture of Lena the other day. And I'm thinking that be, Lena was born. She was born as we went yeah. into this show. It's like Lily and Nora and Henry too. I mean, just everybody. I, 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 uh, we've been well, through a lot together, guys.
2: And Lena was our first psych baby.
1: Lena was the
3: think. first psych baby. Lena was the yeah. psych baby. And I think it's actually, I was looking for it in Red Phantom and it's not in Red Phantom. It's in another episode. Uh, she is a baby picture on somebody else's desk. I remember that. So, um, it was like somebody else pushing the stroller and kind of leaning down and going, ah. So if you see like a random picture on somebody else's, like one of the detective desks. That's, that's Lena. I mean, she's going to be behind me yeah. as the episodes go on, but um, cause that is my real baby, but yeah, she's on somebody else's desk too. But yeah, she's our first psych baby because we already had Lily and Nora. They were the psych kids. Yeah. Um, and just kind of growing up and now to round it out, we're filling out our family with now baby Levi. Levi, Levi, baby, night Levi.
1: Levi. Night, night, Levi.
3: Night, night, Levi.
1: <laughs> on that note, um, anything else uh, you want to add about, because, uh, you know, this is uh, the first of a gazillion we're going to ask you to do that. So. <laughs> we're going to have stories all along.
2: Yeah, and Red Fenton is also the first time uh, that we get a taste of Chief Vic's husband that we never see. Oh, that's right. Because you and I are in the car when your water breaks, and you're on the phone with him. Mm-hmm
3: and i actually do say yeah i love you um
1: it's so crazy. at least
2: what are yeah. you saying to me
3: oh that that is such
1: a funny moment you're mm-hmm. like yeah babe and mm-hmm. he, uh, and then mm-hmm. it's like oh, i love you too <laughs> you're <laughs> having a heart to heart and delivering her baby
2: and and the nurse thinks I'm the father
3: oh yeah I, And you're so sh- you're like oh no oh no you know big old uh big old carlton uh, it's so not who you are um And yet when they put that baby in your arms, you just kind of melt for a moment. Uh, And that whole scene, I was very excited to do. And I was, again, scared. And there I am. You know, you have a baby and it's it's like anybody. I mean, maybe De Niro did it for Raging Bull. You got to lose some weight after you, you you know, prepare for a part. Uh, So me and De Niro, we had the same thing. Um, We had to worry about...
2: (laughs) For that movie is just a testament to how amazing Bobby is.
3: He really is. He really is magical, magical. Good old Bobby. <laughs> um, but there I was of like, I, I get to finally shed this skin. I get to shed that prego pad. Mm-hmm. And um, it, the fact that they allowed Lasseter to deliver this baby was giving me hope about the future of the show too, about like where it could go mm-hmm. Um because
2: the cord for God's sakes,
3: <laughs>
1: he's excited about it too. He's like, no, yes. I'll do it, I'll do it. I
2: mean, he's not gonna get to do it on his own.
3: And they held it the cord up there so clearly for you. I'm like, oh, you should pull the cord down <laughs> a little bit. It's like, here it is, like, that's still in my body. Okay. Um, um but um, it, it the three of us setting up this, um, even more solidly, I guess, the. We were the uh, police wing. Sean and Gus and Henry were the outside wing. Yeah. Um, and to have that written moment with Lasser delivering the chief's baby or the interim chief's baby, um, I was like, oh, I think they they might trust us. As the writers might trust us to just kind of keep us around and um, explore explore other things. Even though now we never see my husband, I tell him I love you at least in this in this Eight car. Seasons and three movies (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah it's it's never gonna happen we might i mean i guess we might see him eventually
2: he was the precursor to dobson (laughs) oh that's right He was the original
3: dobson but we
1: finally did see dobson in the end we still have not seen richard
3: richard um except Speaking of Comic-Con, we're bringing it back around to Comic-Con. It, I think that was one of the questions that was asked of me in one of the first cons that I went to is, are we ever going to meet Chief Vic's husband and who will he be played by? Or like, Kirsten, who would you love to see play your husband? And I think I was starting to lean into the microphone and James beat me to it and said, Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? What is, oh, 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 yes. And I think I might've been, you know, I think I might've been new to Pitbull's music at that point. So I'm like pulling him up on my phone going, who the hell is Pitbull? And that's what... oh, funny. That's a fine man. So uh, yeah, he could play Pitbull. I just think it's
1: funny because you would expect a, a a more like an 80s or 90s reference to come out of uh, James's mouth, not not a current one. So <laughs> I'm actually surprised he didn't say Val Kilmer. Cool. Val Kil- ended up
3: playing Dobson, but being yeah. our Dobson, yeah, yeah I, But by that point, I think we had had many of the uh, the Breakfast Club folks on. Yeah,
2: well, we hadn't. We never got Emilio. Same. He was he was our white whale.
3: He's our white whale still. And he still is our white whale. He's our white whale. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to try to push it with Iris to see, you know, could she be Pitbull's kid? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's possible. It is possible.
1: Oh, I, now I want to see this. Pitbull, <laughs> are you available for psych four, five, six?
2: I think it's Mr. Pitbull.
1: It is Mr. Pitbull.
2: <laughs> Mr. Bull?
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely not Mr. Pit.
3: Mm-mm. Uh -uh. Now that one's being taken by Brad.
1: Anyway, I love you all so much. And I loved you and red phantom so much. And, um, Kirsten, I hope you are ready for how many times we're going to be calling you, uh, for I'm
3: here for whenever you guys need me. I am so excited for both of you to be doing this. The fact that, um, that there's a need for this and that you two are the perfect people to be in the chair. Oh, um, no, I mean, your insights and having been there for so long for so many hours and the friendship that you two created with each other um was something that I wish that I wanted more of. I wish I could have been there more, so I could have just been in your presence.
1: you're right here. it's a love triangle it's it's where there's it's a triangle it's, damn no, it is
3: it's, but the, copper, yeah. <laughs> I'm a head copper. I'm a head copper. Here comes my um, British accent. <clears throat> no, but thank you guys for doing this. This is just really, really, really wonderful. Um, and it's fun to walk down this road. It's been so fun.
1: Um, thanks for sharing your uh, your your origin story as we've been saying. Yeah. Your psych origin story.
2: And yeah. every episode we've been doing, I'm learning stuff.
1: Yeah really oh. still for sure and we we're learning stuff we're learning stuff about each other which <laughs> i i mean i, I really thought we we'd covered everything we've but like james's steves your corbins like everybody has weird yeah
2: every episode's been into it. cuz we remember, how rarely often do we get to sit down on chat like us
3: yeah you know, it, yeah, it is funny because Sober. we see each other never <laughs> and remember it. <laughs> and remember Sober, right. Um, again, we don't drink this much, everyone, but I think we do. Um, no, like- but that we don't share because we're living it. So why do you want to just like, oh, that just happened like Tuesday. But the fact that we can go ahead and remember and yeah. share with each other now, it's a yeah. gift. It so, is. It's really wonderful.
2: Um, i to take it to relive this amazing time in my life with all of you has been just a treat and a gift. And I hope it is for all our amazing psycho listeners.
1: I keep saying like, if this isn't even just like this adventure that we had, it's, it's one that we're like, we're still having. And like, I, that's, what's so wild about it. And we can go back and relive these stories, but there's also this like excitement that, you know, I mean, fingers crossed we're making more psych, but, uh, you know, we, we get, we're, we're I'm
2: crossing my fingers. We're right also, now.
1: yeah, me too. We're also watching us all grow as well. I mean, even like psych three and babies being born and our characters and our female friendship, which I love that we get to explore now, not just on sort of, I mean, we, we have at times, but like, and not just on like a, a boss, uh, you know, the chief and the detective relationship, but actually yeah. getting into, um, us as girlfriends.
3: Us as friends. And it's, that's, we get to explore in this podcast too, because yeah. we're us as friends, yes. we're not just work associates. And this show has shown that we're not just work colleagues that we're actually, you know, friends. Yeah.
2: And who brought me an amazing homemade apple pie when I was recovering? First guy I'm recovering from my... <laughs> uh, Kirsten Nelson.
3: I'm raising my hand.
2: Can I give you a dish back? I think
3: I no, did. I bought that specially for you because I knew I was never getting it back. So <laughs> I said, bring it over to Tim and Allison, eat it. I think she even texted me, do you want this back? And I said, no,
2: that's for you guys.
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah, so so,
2: it's a Pyrex um, pie dish. It,
3: yeah, it's a Pyrex pie
2: dish. You'll never see again.
3: So that That's going to live here now.
1: It's, your <laughs> it's pyrex, the psych so. pie dish. It's the, it's py, the psych. It's the Psyche. Psyrex. Cy- Nicely oh, done. I don't know, guys. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I tried.
3: The P is uh, silent. The P, yes, is silent.
1: the P is silent. The P is silent. Okay, big hugs through the Kirsten Zoom. Kiss and
2: love you. It's so good seeing you. you. You look so much wonderful, by the way.
3: You—it's the glasses are glowing. No, I, no, all I, three of us. It's, you just put glasses on, and you just become amazing looking.
1: I <laughs> have glasses on. I know you're just listening, <laughs> podcast listeners, and some video of this will end up somewhere. But yes, we all have our our glasses on because, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> We all like to hide something, right? No, because right?
2: we're all over forty. <laughs>
3: because we're all over forty, and we did this show sixteen years ago. Insanity, oh. yeah, complete insanity,
1: but oh, we love um. it. All right, um, mm. so love you, love you, love you, and um, and we will talk soon and um, relive more memories.
3: Relive more memories. Here we go. It is wonderful That's to good, see man. you guys. You're That's... the best. Thank you for sharing. Love to
2: all Keith of and that. the boys.
3: Yeah, I will it. definitely pass it on and right. love to sorry, everybody in Europe. Your... The girl, the boy, the boy, and the girl. Yeah, uh, you know, it's very fluid these days with these youngins.
2: True love to Keith and your children.
3: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: love Thank <to> Keith. you. <laughs> All right, bye, bye Kirsten. Bye,
3: sweetheart. Thank you for having me on. Bye,
1: guys. Love, love you for being here. We love you so much. Oh, <laughs> what a great episode! This episode was so emotional and funny and heartwarming. We actually started crying, you guys. Uh, We love Kirsten so much, and we cannot wait to have her back for so many more. Thank you all, as always, for listening uh, to episode nine of The Psychologists Are In. Please follow us on Instagram, The Psychologists Are In, and our Twitter at PsychologistPod. See you all next week. We love you lots.